Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Time for blood round. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another fantastic, fun-filled, action-packed episode of the Blood Round Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I am Kevin Clonch, and I got my man Tommy Baranowski on the phone with me. What's going on, dude? Baby Watch 2022. Baby Watch 2022. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's getting to be about that time, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, actually, Jerome made a special trip over to your house to give you the, uh, podcast recording device, um, because I didn't know if I was going to be available tonight, so it's, um, you know, one of those things, so if suddenly this episode drops early, you know why, um, and, uh, yeah, I reffed wrestling, uh, yesterday at two different locations and made sure my head table was... Aware that if a Courtney calls, uh, especially repeatedly, please answer. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I do not have a refing date for the rest of the year, uh, rest of the calendar year, not the season. But um, yeah, so it's going to be a little weird uh, not refing these next couple weeks and everything. But um, you know, obviously, probably. You know, make sure schools have enough officials and then um, make sure they're not counting on me and me being redirected to the hospital and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of paralyzing. It's it's weird. It's <laughs> I think, like, you know, it's, it's really tough to work and do just about anything because it's basically all you're thinking about. I just love that it, it almost sounds like you have, have had to been talked into – not having these dates. <laughs> it almost sounds like you're like, I mean, I would have, but, you know, 
I guess you never know, so whatever. I, I can't do it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. But, uh, you know, here I am, uh, ready to talk some wrestling and um, ready to not ref for the next few weeks. But World Cups this weekend, so I kind of luck out a little bit there. As long as I'm not in a labor and delivery room, I get to watch a lot of the World Cup, and normally I'd be uh, roughing on Saturday. Exactly. There you go. Well, let's uh, see. Then we'll get to that. we got to get some business out of the way, right? But we'll, we'll get to it. There's, there's silver linings, right? I mean, then that the baby, too, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. So, yeah, here we are, episode 403. Uh Blood Round Wrestling Podcast. Like I said, I'm Kevin Clonch, Tommy Baranowski. Uh, you can find us at bloodround.com. We are on Twitter at Bloodround. We are on Instagram at K... Uh, excuse me. Uh, you're on Twitter at K-O-A-T-I-G. I'm also on Twitter at Clonchinator. We are on Instagram at Bloodround1. We've got a YouTube page. Uh, we've got... Uh, I think that might be it. I don't know what else do we have. That's it. We're going to say that's it, unless somebody corrects me. Um... Then we've got uh, to always thank our, our lovely sponsor and uh, affiliate of our, our fun and awesome show, uh, AdidasWrestling.com. Uh, make sure you go to their website, check them out, uh, see what sorts of awesome stuff they've got there. Uh, I am not wrestling sho- uh, wearing wrestling shoes at the moment, which is not usually the case. Now, traditionally, I am, but I'm only not wearing them because I was just wearing them at Cortland's Wrestling Practice. So... Um, I actually was wearing the the old impacts. Uh, not that old. They were they were around within our, our getting the initial deal with them. Uh, but I like those shoes, so I decided to wear them today. I let Cortland decide if I was going to wear Matt Wizard fives or the impacts, and he chose the impacts. So there we went. Um, but you can check out everything they've got there. AdidasWrestling.com. Use promo code Blood Twenty to get 20% off your purchase. Uh, right now they have a special that does not include our discount, but you know what? We're, we're here for them. So let's uh, let's make sure they're, they're, they're here for us and we're here for them. So you can use promo code SAVE50 at checkout to get $50 off, specifically the Matt Wizard 5s. If you want something Ooh. else, um, you know, you can get, uh, get some pretty solid dollars off some other shoes with promo code BLOOD20. So check that out. Uh, and in fact, the other coaches, one was wearing tech falls, one was wearing combat speeds. So, you know, I mean, this is just kind of, these are the shoes that, uh, that the best of the best wear. So, you know, there's that piece of it. Um, did I cover everything? It's been a hot minute since I started one of these things. I believe so, man. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, I always stumble through it until I get going again, but, uh, we'll, we'll get it back going. Anyway, um, and yes, uh, you know, delayed uh, drop this week, so we appreciate your patience, but we don't want to do podcasts without having a chance to catch up and make sure we know and have the, you know, we're not just showing up to show up, right? That's not what this is about. We're going to show up to be uh, relatively decently informed and to give you some, some insight and some uh, some dick jokes along the way, right? So, because um, you, were, you were refing most of the last weekend, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was over at the Dan Gable Donnybrook, and uh, which was pretty funny. We had a social one of the nights, and um, you know, and that was the only place open. They televised the finals, so that was the only place open um, after the finals, and um, the same place we had the social. And I just uh, I walk in. It's about eleven. It's past eleven o'clock at night or whatever, and the waitress is like, "Hey, did your wife have the baby yet?" I was like, <laughs> And like, no. And then she goes, Tito's and soda. And I'm like, 
yes, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, so uh, it was fun four days. I, you know, great wrestling. I mean, it, it, first of all, it was an awesome women's division. Um, you know, like just a ton of girls going on. I mean, there were there were brackets between twenty and thirty five girls, I believe. Um, just scrapping, having a grand old time out there of, of all different, you know, there were some really, really like, you know, nationally ranked studs out there, but then there were also some, you know, some first year girls because it's their uh, first year of it sanctioned. In yeah. Iowa. Um, so little smattering of everything, which was a lot of fun. And then the boys division was just about insane. There were five guys there that were on world teams this summer Ooh. and two, and two of them were world champions. Nice. So, um, yeah, is there that, were. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. I was doing some seventh place matches and stuff. Going, there's guys better than you here. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, you know. So yeah, it was uh, it was a really really good time. They uh, think Iowa City. Um, everybody out there, Nathan Eichhorst and uh, uh, Luke uh, Eustace. Um, they do just such a uh, fantastic job putting on events and they're putting on a big one this weekend. Uh, so talk about a segue, right? Uh, the world cup, um, this weekend, but yeah, that's the reason for the late drop really is my fault because by the time I got back from Iowa, made sure my wife wasn't in labor and all that jazz and got caught up with work and everything. It's like, okay, I gotta start watching some wrestling again. Um, well, and if I want the, the listeners to know that Tommy and I have had a talk about his priorities and how his family and uh, job and everything else need to come far be- behind this, you know? So, <laughs> well, right. Uh, this is a free podcast, as most are, so just remember that. We'll show up when we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that is funny. Uh, so, yeah, World Cup this weekend, and probably, you know, back at Extreme Arena where the Dan Gable Donnybrook is, and, um, you know, same people who do an awesome job putting on events. It's this great spot in Coralville. Um, if you are going or can go, you know, you'll love it. It's it's just really, really um, a really unique sort of planning development achievement that they've made there where they just uh, all the hotels and restaurants and breweries and shops and all that stuff just built up with an arena in the middle. It's really, really cool. And um, so for the first time ever, men and women going at the same time. And then as it looks right now, where like fingers crossed, Iran's there and yeah. ready to compete. They brought them all. Yeah, which is is um, they actually did struggle with like the last two guys' visas, but apparently that cleared up and everything. So um, now, granted, Iran once was supposed to do like something in L.A. and then something in New York, and then they just like left after they were in L.A. Um, they've done they've done some interesting stuff over the years. So um, don't. Um, don't count out something strange happening. That's why I'm saying fingers crossed. There's also the uh, large amount of protest uh, still in Iran. And, you know, we've, we've talked about a couple of the wrestlers, you know, being executed for essentially opposing the government. And uh, 
lot of young people and a lot of um, suppression of protests, um, violent suppression of protests to where they were talking about it at the World Cup where they did not sing the national anthem. They just stood there. That was kind of their protest of saying, like, yeah, we're here. We're representing the people of Iran, but we're not really happy with the government right now. Um, I'm not sure. I got him. What's that? I said, zing, they got him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not really sure. Well, we were all about, you know, genocide until they didn't sing the anthem. Yeah, yeah exactly. not, I'm sorry. I'm making light of a really serious thing. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it, not exactly the the um, the Tiananmen Square, right, or anything like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so hopefully – Iran does um, compete, which makes it a lot better of an event. Uh, of course, we have the J- Japanese women, which whether or not it's their A team, their B team, their C team, or their D team, H team, I mean, they're they're good. They're they're really good and formidable. Um, and then we have that wrinkle with the all star teams in there too, which will be interesting if they're winning some duels and everything and how people feel about that so uh freestyle duels are awesome and i'm I'm really looking forward to watching this this weekend yeah man it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be i mean you know anytime you can get huge groups like this together and, and different countries to compete in something like this i mean none of these people are showing up treating this like an exhibition right like everybody who's there i i feel like is representing their country with the intention of saying we are the best country in the world and that's why we are showing up to this, right? Um, you know, it's like we've, we've talked about the the NCAA national duels, right? I mean, any of the teams that show up to that are there to prove that they're the best, right? Even if there's no, like, outside of the individual tournament team trophy, like, the ones who showed up, especially, you know, early years, uh, before it got canceled for a number of years and they're trying to restart it, like, those teams all felt like, hey, we're here to prove that we are the best dual team in the country, bar none. And uh, it's going to be super exciting to see, you know, both the men and women compete. Uh, I didn't know until earlier this week that it was the first time that they both competed in the same place at the same time. Like, that's, that is huge. And uh, kudos to Iowa for, for, you know, getting it all together and, uh, and, and making this happen. But it's, it's going to be legit. You know, I'm looking at both the, the men and women's teams here. Um, you know, and I mean, this is... I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm discouraging anything, right? Because I'm not. We have studs at all of these weight classes for, for both men and women here. Um we you know we're not always gonna get all of the best of the best, but we are getting, you know, uh Jordan Burroughs, we are getting uh Zahid Valencia, we're getting Nate Jackson, we're getting Kyle Snyder, we're getting uh 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 where is it? Cara Winchester, we're getting Kayla Miracle, we're getting, you know, Emmett Allure, we're, we're Skylar Grove, we're getting all of these, like, awesome women who have, you know, are credentialed and ready to go, awesome men who are credentialed and ready to go. I'm excited to see Mark Hall get to, you know, do some some comp- uh, competition at 86 kilograms against somebody who's not domestic, you know? It's been a hot minute since we've seen him winning world championships, but um, it's going to be great to see him back on that stage and, and having those opportunities, too, so... This is going to be an awesome event, awesome event. And then, you know, what you got, Mongolia first for the United States. Uh, I'm blanking. I should have looked this up, too. I don't remember who they wrestled second, but. They wrestled Georgia later in the day. Yeah. And, you know, we're not looking past anybody, right? But um, 
feel good about that. <laughs> you know, I feel good about both of those matchups. I feel good about Alec Pantaleo having huge biceps and, and you know, double-legging Georgians to their back. Um, so I feel like we're in a good spot. Well, and I, I really love Iran versus Japan in the first section on yeah. the men's side and USA versus China on the women's side. Like, so right there at 1130, you know, you basically have 10 a.m. with USA versus Mongolia, Japan versus Mongolia, respectively, male and female. And then, um, but man, that, uh, the tail end of that session where, Around in Japan, men's freestyle, that's going to have a bunch of Bayer matches. And then USA and China, you know, China sort of disappeared with, you know, COVID and all that other nonsense and everything. But they're a very, very talented women's country. Um, and clearly they finished in the top five at this past world championships. And, you know, so this is not. United World Wrestling really did sort of put their hammer down, threatening fines and doing all this other stuff to where, you know, hey, the World Cup needs to be not just, hey, what countries can travel here or want to travel here or whatever. If you qualify, you need to get there. We're going to make it really difficult on you. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, you have to remember that with, with this, that um, you're kind of like, oh, Mongolia, but... Hey, Mongolia finished um, top five in both male and women's freestyle um, in this past World Championships. And, and so you that's never know why they're there. And you never know what's going to happen with them. Anything can happen. Yeah, they could get naked. They could. You never know. I, 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 you know, if there's, I'm betting on it. If, uh, if I can find those odds, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take them. Because you know what? It's happened. Any other countries, I, I can't say. You know what? It's happened before. I've seen. Uh, Tom and Perry Brands freak out and strip down to their underwear. Uh, I haven't done, seen that yet, you know. Not saying it won't happen, but I know I have seen it with the Mongolians. So there's a zero, uh, a non-zero chance. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, right? This is one of those things, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, where I yes. like immediately start looking at my calendar and my, my family stuff and what I have planned and where I'm going to be and what I'm going to well, – just so, like, you know, I, I hate to get to the moment and be like, all right, I'm excited. We're going to watch wrestling now and then be like, oh, we have to go look. There's reindeer at Horrocks. And then I'm like, what? Why? I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about? So I have to prepare myself for some of those. But um, nonetheless, it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Um, there was some awesome wrestling this past weekend. That's for dang sure. There God, was so God. much that happened. And uh, I mean, of course, let's let's talk Iowa, Iowa State, real quick. Um, yep. You know, clearly, uh, very anticipated matchup. It was crazy being in Iowa ahead of the matchup. I wish I could have stayed. I was already pressing my luck as it was. Uh, for obvious reasons stated at the top of this episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, um, you know, being in Iowa, hearing people talk about it and everything like that, I mean, you know, people were really, really pumped up for it. Um, there were a lot of... Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Iowa State fans really excited about it. A lot of Iowa fans really excited about it. And it's kind of like, what we when we talk about Michigan State wrestling and been like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if one of these years, like Michigan was number one in the country and Michigan State was number four or three or something like that? Like, it's not like we don't like Michigan State. We'd right. love that. Like, we can just go watch two of the top five teams in the country here in state, you know, go, go at it. Like that'd be amazing. So, um, and that's pretty much how the Iowa people felt, um, which was really, really cool. You know, there were a lot of unknowns. There were a lot of interesting matchups. It's an interesting year for both teams where they have their horses, but then they also have some weight classes to fill as well. And, um, the duel ended up splitting five and five. Iowa won the uh, bonus points battle, and uh, it was just um, bonkers. I mean, sold out. Tickets were being posted on StubHub for ridiculous amounts of money. I don't know if anyone ever paid any of the amount of money, if that was one of those, hey, if someone wants to overpay by this, you know, I'll, I'll sell them. But if not, I'll I'll just go uh, kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – it was really, really cool. Um, Big Ten Network obviously did a great job, especially. And uh, the return of Spencer Lee, and he came out there and he looked like Spencer Lee for about two minutes. Um, but then, you know, hey, he reached down, he grabbed a pair. He didn't take injury time to get a breather or anything, you know, um, dirty like that or shitty like that. Um, and he even, you know, got a takedown in the third period. Um, to uh, keep the major, which, um, you know, bonus points decided to duel. So really cool to see Mr. Spencer Lee back out there. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, clearly he has some uh, work to do to get back into uh, full Spencer Lee shape. But even 60% Spencer Lee is still really damn good. <laughs> so uh, your your comment about Michigan and Michigan State had me look up a duel that I, I remember between Michigan and Michigan State that I tried to get into. Chago and I went to go buy tickets and walk up and, like, go in, and uh, they were sold out. You couldn't get in. I mean, it was in Cliff Keen. It, was, it wasn't in um, – Chrysler. Chrysler, but uh, you know it was it was still sold out, and yeah, it was Nick Simmons was there. Uh, Josh Terrell versus Andy Simmons was was one of the matches that was awesome. R.J. Boudreaux, who had transferred away from Michigan uh, and was now then wrestling at Michigan State, was wrestling Nick Roy, uh, which you know he he beat Nick Roy, which was huge. Um, Michigan still won. It was number four versus number eighteen, <laughs> which wasn't quite the same, but still. Uh, pretty awesome. But back to Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, Lee, 
Lee looked really good for, for like you said, a hot minute. Um, he did everything that you would expect him to do. And then at the same time, like, this is, this is one of those things where you have to remember, like, this isn't – there have been a lot of advances in knee surgeries, all right? There, there has. It's not a, a career-ending football injury anymore necessarily, right? Like, it's not a – uh, career-ending, you know, wrestling injury anymore uh, a lot of times now, right? There's there's a lot of ways that people can get these these fixed. Uh, he had both of them done. So it's – and I'm not saying that that means he's also career-ending by any means. I mean, I'm just saying, like, he had both knees repaired. Those are the only two you get, you know. Um, and so it's going to take him a while to get into full six-minute uh, – college wrestling shape and and you know i feel like spencer lee is one of those guys who doesn't know how to go at 80 percent and pace himself you know especially when he's been so used to going 100 percent and having that the gas tank that he's had um for his entire career so you know uh it's it's december it's early he's gonna get his legs underneath him he's gonna get that going um, what I really enjoyed, I listened to his, his interview uh, after the fact, and he was talking a lot about how this is the first time really since his, I think it was his freshman year, that he's gotten the full Carver-Hawkeye experience, you know, because there was the COVID year, there was, you know, I think, you know, not, they weren't allowing all the fans in last year, and or it was limited tickets and whatnot, so this is the first time in a number of years he's really got to feel that, um, especially because, like, you know, they've had a lot of their home duels I mean, they're still going to have a lot of home duels with the, the Big Ten schedule, but they've had a lot of home duels already, and he hasn't participated in it until now. So it was awesome to, to see him go out there and get that experience. Uh, I was encouraged to hear his interview. Like, he didn't dwell on gassing out. And I think that's kind of that's kind of what you expect if you're him, right? You go out there, you're going to push it as hard as you can, as long as you can, and, and if you can hold on at the end, which he's more than talented enough to do, uh, he's going to do that. So it was it was a good overall experience uh, for him for sure, and uh, you know it's it's nice to have a, an anchor like Cassiope to to finish things out. I mean, there's probably three other guys in the country that might be able to beat him in that situation. So nice way for them to to end it. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I thought the broadcast did a really good job of saying at 141, like both Iowa and Iowa State walks away from that match happy about their guys. Real Woods looked yeah. good, and then Swiderski, the freshman um, from Dundee, Michigan here, that a lot of people are really excited about, looked damn good as well. 100%. Like, that's that's how you have to feel about that, you know? And I think it... it uh, it was nice. I get. I got to be a part of uh, listening to Tom Brands talk about Real Woods, and he was saying that you know he's he's one of those guys where you know sometimes you go up to your wrestlers and you say you know hey how you doing you you doing all right you know things going well and and you know they tell you what's wrong or what's right or they they talk through things and and Woods evidently is just like yeah man I'm good why are you asking me I'm I'm fine like this is great I'm happy to be here this is wonderful I'm I just want to get back out you know so. Um, and he, he and his press conference too got to talk, talk a lot about how you hear about what that experience is like and you hear about what it's like to, to get announced and the, the, the Iowa crowd to be cheering for you and everything and, um, to, to get a chance to experience that for the first time. I mean, some people, you know, their adrenaline 
doesn't doesn't treat them well, right? But he seems like one of those guys who's going to feed off that emotion and feed off everything, and and you know clearly was able to get the takedown early in the match that that ended up being the deciding points. Um, I said or I tweeted out before it got going. I was like, you know, uh, I think that Woods and Swiderski is going to be a physical and frenzied match, and boy was it. <laughs> you know, like, and you know, I, I the other thing I've I've heard people saying, oh, well, such and such was bullshit, and though so and so was given a cheap shot or whatever, and it's like, you know what though, I, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that you know, a, uh, that's par for the course here. Have we not seen that every year for the last several years with these guys? I mean, like, you get a heated rivalry, something that's got history and tradition behind it, and and one team that's now lost. You know, let me rephrase that. One team that's now won enough times in a row for their streak to vote, like that's that's gonna piss the other team off. There's gonna be some 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 pushing and shoving. There has been. There's no reason to think that it that it uh, that it wouldn't happen again. And I know you had mentioned too that you know to the refs' credit, they were ready for it and kind of got in and split it up right away. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that it wasn't just like a team, you know, take a bunch of team points away and everything. And, you know, I did a couple guys step over the line a couple times. Yeah, but I think as wrestling fans, like, these aren't 14-year-olds. These are college guys, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they shouldn't have it, – it's, it's kind of what – the fans want, I think it's what the wrestlers and the coaches want. They'd rather have the rest just kind of step between them and say, hey, calm down, don't do anything stupid here and make us take team points away. And rather than just, oh, yep, that's taunting, boom. Oh, yep, that's taunting, boom. Oh, yeah, that's unsportsmanlike, boom. So, you know, I, I think they did a good job of, uh, you know, keeping the peace and not making it some, you know, ridiculous tit-for-tat, team point here, team point here kind of stuff. Yep. I mean, you'd, you'd agree, right? I, I think that's what we all want, right? I, I, t- completely, yeah. You know, and in fact, um, I don't remember what match it was during the, the Cliff Keen Las Vegas, or maybe it wasn't even during that. Maybe it was, I think it was Minnesota and Oklahoma State. Um, you know, it was the hands of the face stuff. You know, somebody eventually got dinged with a hands of the face call for a point, and, you know, those, those commentators did the same thing. They did a really good job where they went, you know, hey, Yep, he got warned earlier in the match. He did it again, and hey, that's going to be a point every time. And it's like that's that's what we wanted at the first place when the hands to the face call was brought in. I know you you felt more strongly. I feel like, uh, or my, if my memory deceives me, that that hands to the face isn't particularly a wrestling move, um, and it should be called. And I tend to agree when it's egregious, but I also like the idea of saying, hey, you can't be doing that. You got to cut that out. The, the way that you did it there was completely unnecessary. It's going to get called next time versus the immediate point. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, it was an awesome duel, though, man. Like, any time anybody that I've run into or talked to since that weekend has been like, so Cyhawk, huh? That was sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how about that Panero Johnson um he gray shirted last year, comes in here. I believe he's still undefeated on the year and damn, he looks like a horse of a 149. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you beat Austin Gomez in one match and you beat Max Mirren in another match. That's uh those are two really really solid wins. Um, you know, not to take away from anything else he's done on the year, but 
good lord, you throw those two things on your resume and you just go like, look at this. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm not um, fit. Got to, got <laughs> to hang out with um, the one, the only Mark Lundy, who does uh, Loot Lens. Follow yep. him on Twitter and on Instagram, at Loot Lens, L-U-T-T-E, Lens. Um, always great when you can spend time with Mark Lundy. And um, he got an amazing picture, and some other people did too, um, but he got an amazing picture of uh, Kobe Seabrake uh, tossing Chrysler um, at 157 there, which uh, that six points led to a major, and that was a big major. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be somebody I was excited about filling in at 157. Dude, he's looked awesome. So I, I got a chance to ask um, uh, Tom about him, you know, and I just basically was like, you know, hey, like, how much of his not not to say that you know anybody in that room isn't constantly competing for their spot in the lineup, right? But how much for a guy like that where there was that much uncertainty for the lineup, and he seems to have solidified it? Like, do you think a lot of that came from? Uh, having to constantly battle and being the guy that, that's going to rise to the top. Uh, and he was saying, yeah, he's he's certainly asserted himself. He's and We just keep telling him, keep it going. Keep it going and, and keep doing what you're doing, and, and it's it's awesome. Um, but, yeah, to, to have a big uh, major decision, like you said there, in a, in a what was going to – I mean, it was a tightly contested duel anyway. The, the, the bonus points were literally the reason they won. Um, was Was enormous, and for him to – you know, have that on the tail end of his win against Artelona uh, with Penn. I mean, that's the guys looked awesome, man, and he looks fearless uh, at, at that weight class. And it's it's been fun to watch them. You know, because like you said, there's some weights where whether it's due to injury or whatever, you're kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, but I think they figured 157 out. I feel really good about that one. Yeah, absolutely, and um, it was kind of funny that a lot of people were looking forward to Patrick Kennedy and David Carr, and that did not – that was not much of a match. Well, you know, I think I think there's a couple things. You expect David Carr to do that, you know? You expect David Carr to, to – I mean, he's, he's wrestled how many Patrick Kennedys already, right? Guys are going to just come straight forward at him and, and club him in the head or whatever, and he's so slick with his sweeps. He's so slick with his – you know, he, he – he just sets things up so, so well, um, as well as obviously finishing him, right? I mean, it's one thing to get to the leg. The fight starts when, when you get there, you know, uh, but he's so good at finishing those shots and getting through it. And, uh, you know, you expect a guy like Patrick Kennedy to then kind of start opening it up more because you're young and you're, you feel like you need to go score takedowns. And then all of a sudden you're the guy getting taken down. So, um, yeah, Carl looked awesome. Carl looked awesome. I don't want to take away anything from from his win, um, but I feel like that's one of those losses that if you're, you know, when when you're Patrick Kennedy and you you get to feel a guy like that, you go, okay, well, here's what I need to work on from here, right? Like that's that's the whole reason for the regular season. It's not just for us to watch and have fun. It's for guys to figure out how they can get better and uh, through losses and and you know show up in March ready to go. Absolutely, and. Um... Of course, there was a Cliff Keen Las Vegas, and Nebraska has won the Cliff Keen Las Vegas for three years in a row now with another incredible performance in Vegas. Maybe they're hoping the NCAA Finals will be in Las Vegas one of these years. Dude, they should just do what the Raiders did. Just pick up and move. 
Because they're fucking unbelievable in Vegas, man. They're so good. Just just set up shop. You're like, Lincoln's cool. But for whatever reason, our home duels are going to be in Vegas. So We, we can we work do. remote. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, working remote, that's what I do. So, um, <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's the whole thing, man. They looked so good. They they absolutely looked unbelievable. Um, I mean, shit, dude. We do this – like, we follow wrestling, I think, as much as most people do. This dude, Brock Hardy, like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Where did he come from? And, and he's all of a sudden in the lineup. There was rumors earlier in the year that maybe Ridge Lovett was going to drop down to 141. And you're like, well, that makes sense because who do they have there anyway? And it's like, oh, this guy Brock Hardy, who's going to go out there and, and uh, pin our dude uh, Matten, the, the number one seed in the tournament there, and then just go on to the finals and be awesome. Uh, he's already got 16 matches in on the year. So, like, the dude's fucking showing up to everything. Like, I'm ready to go. And, uh, yeah, it's – it's he's good, man. I'm, I'm super impressed with him. Uh, and then obviously you got uh, you got you know, and he's you... from Utah, of all places. Well, then Lincoln but, must be a metropolis. I mean, but so <laughs> was another wrestler from Utah, right? Named Kale Sanderson. Yeah. Uh, is it Kale or Carl? I'm I'm, a little, I'm getting confused. My my phone continues to insist it's Carl. Um, no, but then you got you know your 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 uh, Labriola Majora. I've just decided I'm, I'm. I know it's Labriola, but I'm. I'm gonna pronounce Labriola. It just feels better that way. So sounds fair. Yeah, Labriola Majora, uh, getting the you know not Majora decision, but regular decision over Makai Lewis. But that's a big win. That's a big win. Anytime you can beat a defending national champ, I'm gonna qualify it as a big win. Not defending, sorry. Uh, a, a former national champion, returning finalist. By the way, Brock Hardy wrestled at Box Elder High School in Utah, um, which, if that doesn't sound like a Mormon high school, I don't know what does. Like, they definitely had magic underwear on at that high school. Oh, man, the jokes. The jokes, there's none of them are appropriate. <laughs> I've never preferred the Elder Box myself. That's, that's, as, that's as appropriate as I'm going to go with. Oh, I mean, you man. know, to, to an extent. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, they looked awesome, man. They really did, and they got this 197 pounder who's who's awesome. Turns out when you you just can't you know get past uh, that dude Eric Schultz uh, for a number of years, you're gonna figure out how to how to put it together. They looked really great. Uh, Silas Allred. Also, I like the fact that his name is Allred, and he wrestles for you know an almost Allred team. Go big red. Yeah, go big red. Go big all red. Yeah. But uh, no, they looked awesome. They really did, and uh, more power to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, speaking of red, uh, Julian Ramirez having a hell of a weekend there at 165. I think if for, the, if, for if he's able to wrestle like that in March, like. I mean, 165 is is crazy deep, right? Like, we're not. I'm not going to say like that good dude could show up and win the national title. I'm not ready to say that yet, but shit, man, that guy's good. That guy's really good. So yeah, that was. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was unbelievable. I, I don't want to discount. I want to talk about Mason Paris winning it. I want to talk about you know some other guys. But I do want to say, like... And, you know, I'm sitting here trying to tell my son, right, like, there's a difference between being injured and being hurt. And, you know, if you if you can go, you go. And if you can't go, if it's, you know, then, then don't. But there's a lot of people being injured and injury defaulting out of tournaments just as soon as you lose. I hate seeing that. I know, it, I know it's early in the year, but also, you know what? It's early in the year. So, you know, let's get these matches. You travel to Vegas to, like, wrestle until you lost once and then not get a chance to get your hands on anybody else. I don't get it. Well, the problem is the seating committee rewarded those people last year. Well, the seating committee needs to fucking get their shit together and not do that. I mean, this is why we're literally in a position where we've we've talked about it here. Like injury defaults should be losses. If this is going to be continue to be this way. It's a tough subject because like, you know, you're in a tournament like this, and say you get um, you get a concussion in the semifinals, and you know, do you, do you put three losses on the guy? Like that's tough, and then you take that into seeding and everything like that. I mean, if a Roman Bravo young like you know shoots and gets his head knocked, and they go, hey, you know, we don't like this, and it's December first, so you know, why why push it right now on December first? I don't think we want to say, like, yeah, in that case, we want to see three losses on his record and see him knocked down to the three or the four seed. I'm, I'm not I'm not arguing that all losses are created equal, though, you know? Well, but that's the problem is, you know, there's um, like it, the, it, the policy's easier said than, I guess, executed. But overall, the theme, is, especially last year, was – if you picked your matches and you went 14 and 1 or you know 14 and 0 or 15 and 2 you got rewarded by the seating committee over somebody who went 27 and 4 that's but that's the thing i think if there's a committee that's legitimately seating these things then maybe look at the losses a little bit more carefully all right and figure that out because we need to look at matches wrestled and what happened there more granularly than, than just saying, oh, it's a loss. It's a, a loss is a loss. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like, oh, well, that yeah, that person got a concussion in that tournament. It was probably the safer thing for that person to default out. Let's not, let's not necessarily knock them for that, but we do have to consider it, right? 
So while you know they might not have lost to X, Y, and Z, uh, we we do have to consider that you know those losses are there when when we're comparing them to comparable records, right? And at that point, you're looking at strength of schedule, you're looking at ranked wins, you're looking at those things when you're seeding versus just which number is higher than the other number. I just love how much faith you have in society. I'm I'm really. I think it's important. <laughs> I think that's important. I've, I'm I'm uh, I'm proven wrong often, and you know what? That's okay. That's okay. That's what losses are for. That's why you want to wrestle and get your hands on people to find out whether how much faith you need to have in yourself. How about that? <laughs> there we go. Um, I like where that landed. Yeah, we're real quick before we get to to. Uh, I don't want to get off Cliff King Las, Las Vegas without saying, fucking South Dakota State showed up. Oh yeah. Our homies were following this year. Really showed up. Tanner Cook just decided to start. I don't even know what that move is called. I never even really worked on it because I was like, well, this move won't work. I don't know how to do this. I'll just do a regular front headlock. But uh, he's made it work. He pinned uh, Harchla. Bunch of times. That was sweet. Or not bunch of times, but the one time. One's all you need. They're like cock push-ups. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, the um, Colton Schultz going down. Yeah. A.J. Neville, South Dakota State. Get jacked. Yeah. Which I think, like, after all this and... It's like the rankings are where they're supposed to be now. I think Kirkfleet at one, Paris two, Cassiope three, Schultz four. Um, it's like, okay, all's right in the world. We had that weird, you know, round robin kind of situation going where it's hard to do what whatever in the rankings. And then, yeah, Colton Schultz beat Mason Paris at NCAAs. Yep, yep, yep. We've seen it. But, um... I, I think you and I can agree Mason Paris beat himself in that match. He did. Yeah. I think he would agree. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he would agree. I don't know if Colton Schultz would agree, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that was, um, no, pretty crazy. But great by the uh, South Dakota State staff. I think, um, I think Flo did a good job of pointing out if it was them, if it wasn't them, sorry. Um, but that, uh, they went from being like 29th at the tournament last year to third or fourth or something. There was there's a crazy jump from last year's um, Cliff Key in Las Vegas to this year's. Yeah, no, it uh, it really was. They they really put it together. Um, you know, it was nice. I was listening to a press conference with um, uh, Coach Han after the fact, and he was saying, you know, yeah, like. You know, it's it's you're getting all these text messages about you know this is great, you guys are doing awesome, and it's like yes, we did really well uh, on Friday, and and we didn't do as well on Saturday, and so you know you, it's mixed bag of things, and um, you enjoy some of it, you're you're bummed about other pieces, but uh, you know overall that you walk away with something to take away from it and get better from, right? So um, that's what you look at. You know, I, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed, you know, with with 141 there. Uh, you know, it ended up being a, a, a more loaded bracket than I think, you know, people necessarily looked at because you know, a guy like Clay Carlson comes in the year ranked fifth uh, in the country or sixth in the country or something. Um, you know, he loses to 
K.L. Happel early in the season, and then he ends up losing to to Minnesota's backup, um, you know, but to back up to Jake Berglund, uh, who was ranked third at the beginning of the year. So it's like, all right, so how good are you? But he comes in, he wrestles really well, he makes the finals, uh, ends up losing to Kale Happel again, and it turns out, hey, maybe Kale Happel's really good too. <laughs> so uh, maybe these losses are, are a little bit more legitimate than um, than people were giving it credit for early in the year. So, uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Happel was a big recruit, and there was yeah. some there was some stuff about him possibly going to Iowa, and then yeah. Ending up at Northern Iowa or whatever, and I was free. I, I think I told you I was going to look up the or try to figure that out, and then I forgot about it before the podcast. So bad on me. But what's um, more important about that though is his brother Carter. Uh, his Twitter handle is Farter Crapple. Yes. And so that's that's what's important. We should all enjoy that. The, that Happel, is. the Happels have a good sense of humor. I can tell. <laughs> Um, oddly enough, Max Dean goes down twice this weekend. Uh, loses to Ethan Laird, um, three to one in sudden three. Nice little hand touch takedown there. And then, uh, four, or, well, I guess they were on the same, on the same team at the same time, right? Yes, they uh, were, well, Beard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they were the one year. And then, and, and as soon as that happened, basically Beard, tra- uh, transferred. Because it was like, I'm not going to get fucking in the lineup anyway, and I'm not that far away from this guy. Well, you know, Beard is an All-American. He was on the podium, and then Max Dean transfers in. And, um, you know, so he gets a little bit of revenge um, here in a pretty wild 11-9 match. Um, So, you know, we always see some losses like this every year. Uh, You know, who would have thought Yanni would lose after being a world silver medalist and all that stuff? Um, You know, coming in with the longest winning streak, I believe, in the country, and or at least up there. And, you know, so we... um, At the time, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so so I mean we we see stuff like this early in the season, but uh, still don't take anything away from. Um, and it's not like he lost the two slouches. Like I mean, you you should know who Ethan Laird and Michael Beard are. They're two very good wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like it's it's not like he lost to just dudes who showed up, right? Like uh, Laird has been a guy on the scene at 197 and then heavyweight. I think uh, last year. Um. You know, for a, a number of years, and and has proven he's been successful at all levels. I think he's had some success in some some uh, senior level, uh, like U.S. Open or something like that as well in the freestyle scene. Um, and then yeah, Beard was a huge recruit. Beard has always been had really really dynamic offense. I think early in his career, uh, I remember most of his matches he would lose. Uh, let me rephrase that: when he would lose a match, though the majority of the matches lost. Not that he was losing. 20 matches a year, um, but, you know, when he was redshirting or, or just super early in his career, it was like a gas tank thing, um, but I was like, man, as soon as he, like, figures that out, this guy, like, if he can wrestle seven minutes like he does for the first three minutes, uh, or even five minutes, he's going to be unbelievable. Um, I don't remember if I've said it on the podcast or not, I really hope I did, um, but I just, I remember thinking, like, maybe it's short-sighted. To, to get a guy to transfer in at 197 and and potentially lose a guy like Beard. And that happened. And, you know, Beard's got a couple years left of eligibility. Um, and Max Dean doesn't. You know, Penn State's fine. They're going to reload. They, they always do. But, you know, just a thing to consider. 
Yeah, Beard's, Beard's sophomore eligibility right now. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's wrestled at Penn State for three years and then transferred. But, hey, you know, eligibility is what it is. We still got Max Dean, Jacob Warner, Bernie Truax, Ethan Laird, uh, Nino Bonacorsi. Like, these are Dupre. all players. Yeah. Yeah, the Dupre. And Dupre lost to uh, Cam Caffey. Yeah. A nice win for Cam, and then and then he immediately lost uh, to Luke Stout of Princeton. So no, and and this kind of go. This is a note I I wrote out, and I think I said it on last week's podcast. Though is I'm really now convinced, especially this year, like 197 is who feels the best that day. Right. I mean, did, did like you who had it? the who had the best bowel movement? Who had the best like weight cut? Who um isn't fighting a cold like I am? Um, you know, or whatever. Like they're like just who's feeling better that day? Because like they're all big, they're all strong, and they're all like really good at scrambling. They all know all the moves, and um, you know, it's just like, but it's gonna be seven minutes, and one of them's gonna win that one scramble that wins them the match. And it feels like 20 guys are in that mix right now where whoever feels better on that day is going to win that match. 100%. I mean, I know we talked about this at least uh, earlier in the year where it's like there's just so much uh, parity in the weight class. Like there are too many guys. Like, like I'm looking all the way down, you know, e- deep into the teens where I'm like, well, that guy could be an All-American. That guy could be an All-American. Like. Uh, Gavin Hoffman was an All-American last year. He's ranked 24th right now, right? And I think that's fair. <laughs> like, that's that's how good these guys are getting at, at this size now. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – 197 is going to be insane. You, you just got to – you know, you got to eat your – you got to get the, the right amount of uh, – uh, what's the stuff that makes you poop? Fiber. Fiber, Yes. I couldn't think of the word. You got to eat your fiber. You got to get the right, the right nutrition system going. You gotta, you gotta really be on that day. And then I think ultimately where you're going to get on the podium is it's going to be the guys who have kind of an elite skill that they do, an elite thing that they do. And you got to hope that it matches up in the right way. You know, like, you know, Max Dean is so good on top and so solid on his feet, but like able to get those turns. You got Jacob Warner. He's he's good at almost everything but you know that that's almost where it, where it haunts you if you get somebody who's just better in a position you, let's use younger Bastida for as an example like that guy's defense is elite he'll get his leg in the air and he's like he's so comfortable in that position and ready to be there and can still get takedowns you know I think uh Braxton Amos is almost a guy who's who's so good at every position but where where he is elite is just being a super freak monster athlete <laughs> and so strong and ready to go upper body and super comfortable there. And he had like, a nice win this weekend, right? Over Luke Stout. Yeah. 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 So it's like, these are, these are just the, like, this is how good this weight class is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome to see how it all turns out in, uh, come March, but whew, it's going to be wild. Speaking of wild, there was a uh, wild, and isn't their hockey team Minnesota Wild still? The Minnesota Wild, yes. Yeah, something stupid like that. Like you're Minnesota, you have a lot of like cool things you could like draw off of, and we're like, nah, we're just the wild. We're so wild. That's so dumb. Um, 
Like, but, honestly, um, you could go Minnesota Frozen Lakers. Like, that would be a badass name. There's <laughs> already a Lakers in another sport. Like, that's a cool name. Like, just add the Frozen part to it because you're cold as shit 90% of the time. You know the Los Angeles Lakers are because they came from Minnesota, right? Of course I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. That would suck if I didn't. If I just learned that in front of everybody <laughs> <laughs> right now. Well, you learned that Julie Bowen was the girl in Happy Gilmore, and, you know, the mom from Modern Family was, you know, the girl in Happy Gilmore. So you learned that on the podcast. So I don't know. Maybe I, I was trying to get strike lightning twice here. No, that was that's that's true. I had not recognized that in the moment that, at that time. Yeah, I uh, the NBA thing. I'm all I'm all in on. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely just taught somebody else, though. Someone listening to this podcast is like, wait, what? That's well, and the, Lakers? and the Utah Jazz came from New Orleans because why in the fuck would Utah name their team the Jazz? Exactly. Right? Yep. The Utah Second Wives. <laughs> the Utah Tax Evasion. Um, <laughs> so very, very bizarre duel between Minnesota and Oklahoma State. Um, if. Uh, if I would have told you Gefeller is going to beat Brayton Lee and then Minnesota will still win, you'd be like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. That's well, not Gefeller's going to beat Brayton Lee and uh, Carter Young's going to beat Jacob Berglund. Yeah. And, and yeah. somehow Minnesota's going to win. Yeah. How many injury defaults are we dealing with? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Um, they won all of the close matches immediately. Yeah, Blockus takes out Voinovich, if I'm saying that right, Vonovich. Um, you know, Andrew Sparks takes out Wyatt Sheets. Salazar beats Whitlake. Um, and then uh, Foy beats Cerber. And then at heavyweight, Garrett Joel's bumping up to heavyweight, uh, beats Doucette. And the next thing you know, they took six of them. So no bonus points necessary in this one. And there were no bonus points scored in the um in the duel, it was a clean six to four, eighteen to twelve, and um, yeah, that was um, pretty impressive performance by Minnesota, and another kind of head scratcher for Oklahoma State as they are in this sort of um, unfortunate period. Yeah, they're, I think they, they're figuring out their lineup, they're figuring out their weights. Um, they're, they're trying to do a lot of that. You know, I, I think that, which is a little interesting to me right now because, you know, clearly Gefeller looks good at 157 if you beat the number two guy in the country. Um, and, you know, Sheets lost that match, but Sheets is, is, he's about as competitive as I would expect him to be at 157 at 165. So I don't know why dropping one of them down like you're not you're not taking uh Voinovich out I would think you're not with with Capello dropping down I don't even think he can uh get to 149 anymore um you know based on the weight stuff but like I, I just I don't I don't know I feel like this is what their lineup should look like and yeah they lost the duel um I think if you wrestled the duel you know 10 times like Oklahoma State wins 7 of those and it wasn't their day that day even though it was at home, too. Like, that's the other tough part. Like, 
This is the first time since, I think, 2013 that Minnesota, and they've wrestled, like, pretty much every year, um, that, that Minnesota has beat them at Gallagher Ivor Arena. So, uh, I wrote about it. I don't remember what, what, what happened. It might have been earlier than that. But, um, all I know is, I mean, that was a huge win. I watched the duel. Every match was so close. And, uh, you know, some of the commentators were saying, like, yeah, John Smith has been telling his teams, like, we got to pick up takedowns. We're really low on takedowns. Uh, and, and you watched it in the match. Like, you know, it wasn't even a thing where it was, was finishing shots. It was like, you're just hand fighting and pushing people around. Like, take shots, figure out setups, do those things that, that, you know, you always attribute Oklahoma State to a lot of shots and a lot of takedowns and some slickness and that sort of stuff. Um, and you don't really see that right now. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, a team chemistry thing. Obviously, they they had some, some issues over the last 18 months, 24 months or so with, with some team chemistry stuff. Maybe that's lingering. Uh, maybe it's issues with, with developing people through the RTC program, but uh, it's 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 a bad time. It's not the best time for Oklahoma State, and that's tough because wrestling's better when Oklahoma State is good. So, Yeah, I agree, and then you think um, NCAs are in Tulsa this year, right? Yeah. So. Although, um, about a year ago, I said wrestling's good when Minnesota's good also. So I guess I guess we're still good. I guess we're all right. <laughs> the kids are all right. Exactly. Uh, I looked up flights to Tulsa, by the way. Not nasty. Not as inexpensive as I thought they would be. <laughs> I thought that would be better. We'll see about Tulsa coming up. But uh, regardless, we got Ann Arbor. Yeah, Grand Rapids to Tulsa is... It's like a minimum of like four flights, yeah. five flights. It seems it's just awful. Not not an easy one by any means. Um, you know one thing I wanted to bring up that DJ Washington or Donnell Washington, whoever mm-hmm. you want to call him. Yep, dropping to seventy four. Dro- how? Oh yeah, well because he looks huge. Well, so he was seventy four his first year. Um. In, with Indiana, where he he had beaten Starachi, um early in the year, I mean, he got a headlock on him and and held on, you know, for the rest of it basically. But um, that's a big year or a big win over the eventual national champion that year. Um, and then yeah, bumped up last year. We talked about him, I think, after the Cleveland Open. Yeah. And uh, and you were like, that guy's enormous. <laughs> you know, he clearly filled into 184 without any problems. Uh, and yeah, now he's back down. I I don't know. Maybe maybe he has uh, one less appendix. I feel like that's got to weigh something. It's not really necessary, you know. I don't know. I don't know what uh, what he did, but yeah, the dude's the dude's leaner. Bird bones or something. Yeah, <laughs> something. Jeez, oh Pete. Um, but he looks good. I mean, the results are looking good, right? I mean, that's for damn sure. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah, the guy's, the guy's doing well. And, in fact, just a, a sh- quick shout-out to them anyway. Like, um, the whole Big Ten went undefeated in the uh, Grapple at the Garden event. Like, didn't lose a duel. Rutgers, uh, Indiana, Michigan State, 
and uh, Wisconsin just smoked everybody. Yeah, Michigan State had Ryan Vasbinder um, filling in at heavyweight. He was a Division Two national champ and transferred in, uh, but he was at 197. So um, him think, up at heavyweight here and everything. Just, yeah, is, he, um, he's going to be their guy at heavyweight all year. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not going to take Caffey's spot. Well, yeah, we know that, but yeah, that's just, um, I don't know, pretty interesting. Uh, we get um, Princeton versus Rutgers on Sunday, which is always kind of like a fiery encounter, right? Well, what's going to be interesting to see, I mean, Rutgers has looked good. They looked really, really good. Um, I know we just talked about the grapple at the garden briefly, but um, they they looked outstanding. Um, gosh, who did they just beat? Um, they beat Penn. They beat Penn bad. Like, and and Penn is is a good team this year, but they smoked Penn. Um, so that was pretty impressive. But like, Princeton. I mean, they haven't had glory in the lineup yet. I don't know if it's a weight cut thing. I don't know if it's a, a legitimate injury thing. I don't know what, what's going on with him right now. But, um, you know, he's he's been in a – he hasn't been in the lineup. And, you know, Monday's been in the lineup. He looked good. He, he got a good win over um, uh, Chase Soldate uh, over the weekend. So, you know, I think that was the only match he, he wrestled. But you know it's it's been hit or miss. They're still figuring out some lineup stuff. They're they're you know trying to get people going. I mean Luke Stout looks awesome. He's he's going to be good. But I don't know. Rutgers Rutgers is putting it together right now. Um, I'm really really impressed with what they've done so far this year. They're ranked uh, as a, a dual meet team at uh, 24th right now, and it's I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna take it to Princeton. I'm, I'm literally wearing a Princeton wrestling shirt right now, and I'm like, man, Rutgers looked fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's some interesting duels this weekend. It's not a huge duel b- weekend. Uh, you get towards exams um, at this point, so usually things wind down a little bit as we get close to Christmas. But you got Army at Penn tomorrow. Kind of fun. Yep. Minnesota at North Dakota State, I think it's sleepy good. Yep. And I I think that North Dakota State all access is free, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I don't take my word on that. Um, I mean, try it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was at Chattanooga on Saturday at 7 o'clock. Um, Wyoming at Air Force... And then uh, going into Sunday, you got um, Oregon State at Penn State is on ESPNU. Nice. So it's on cable. And then, of course, on ESPN Plus, Rutgers at Princeton, uh, Drexel at Wisconsin, um, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. So maybe Oklahoma can take advantage a little bit of, um, you know, Oklahoma State reeling a little bit. And then Missouri at Virginia Tech. And then even Minnesota at Cal Poly, which is kind of fun. Um, you know, Cal Poly's got some, got some guys to make 
some matches interesting there for sure. They probably don't have the dual team, but they they do have their their horses. So um, yeah, there's between all of those in the World Cup, we still got plenty of wrestling to watch this weekend. Yeah, there's no there's no misses here. Um, oh, Maryland at Navy in there too. Sorry, that's, that's what I was going to say for sure. Maryland and Navy is going to be a big one. I mean, they're you know they're they're in state schools there that they're kind of rivals in that sense. Um, you know, it's not Iowa, Iowa State, but it's uh, it's Maryland Navy, and that's going to be a good duel. Really good programs there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. This is going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm uh, I did actually put shoes on in the meantime. I'm wearing HVCs because they're red, white, and blue. And we were talking about the World Cup, and I wanted to do that. <laughs> so I put those on. Uh, they happen to be sitting next to me. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super pumped for the World Cup, man. That's going to be outstanding. That's where my main focus and attention will likely lie. Just because I can, I can always go back and rewatch duels and and you know just try to try to uh, not pay attention to you know getting spoilers on on Twitter or whatever. Like I remember, I, I this past weekend, I didn't watch Minnesota and Oklahoma State live. Uh, I knew I was going to rewatch it after the fact, and. Like I'd be scrolling through Instagram and it'd be like, you know, hey, here's the results, and I just have to scroll faster and then move. So I didn't, I didn't ruin it. So that's why it was super fun to watch it because, like I said, all those matches were so close and it was tight. And I was like, well, who wins this? This is crazy. So you know, do that. But um, I went Chattanooga. I wanted to comment on real fast too. Uh, Chattanooga, we we followed them two years ago during the, during the COVID season. Uh, they've still got some really excellent wrestlers. They they had Rocky Jordan transfer in at 174, so him and Nelson Brands is going to be an awesome match. Um, Braden Palmer at 133 uh, for them is is really really exciting. He's I, I've even talked with other other coaches uh, about him, but like he's so unconventional in how he just he wins positions that like you think he's done in and completely done in and just. Every time, over and over again. And so just watch him wrestle. It's going to be interesting to see who Iowa throws at him at, at 133, if it's Shriver or, or Ibarra. But um should be fun. And then, you know, Cleveland State Open on Sunday as well. So lots of wrestling. Lots. Awesome. Do you, sir, have a parent corner? Other than you're about to be an, a parent again for the third time. That we know of. Um, I I was trying to think of some, and I was like, man, I swear I have a good one, but I don't know. I've I'm got just... I've got one that's that's solid right away. If I'll run into no. that, if it if it dovetails off into something else, we'll go there. If not, NBD. But uh, no, I was just saying like it was it was kind of funny that um, you know kids are so funny, like three year olds are so funny that um, he. Uh, he found out like how to make himself dizzy and how that's fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've heard like that's your first high, right? <laughs> or, you know, or whatever. But um, it's just funny that uh, like just in the last like day, he's just like spinning, 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 and then he he, he goes, "Mama, the house is shaking." So I don't know. That just kind of cracked me up. <laughs> The, it, it, the house is shaking is, is what he says, you know, so. It's it's great to remember that at some point that has to be your first time realizing that, you know, like that, oh, yeah, this isn't just 
something that I've always known for my entire life and now dread, right? (laughs) (laughs) At some point you're like, you actually look forward to getting dizzy in the experience of that. Um, Right. No, so we're, we're, we're driving to wrestling practice today and uh, I was listening to uh, Ryan Rosillo and he was talking with, with uh, someone about the transfer portal and college wrestling primarily excuse me, college football primarily, and how coaches are excited about how there's, like, this deadline about when you can enter the portal versus just this, you know, wild west of whenever you want, you can leave. And so I kind of paused it, and I, I tried to explain what was what was going on there. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, when you when you play professionally – do you, you know, you have your four years of eligibility in college and then you have four years of professional football and then you're done? And I was like, no, no. So like, you know, in, in professional, you you can have that job of playing football as long as someone is willing to pay you to play football. And at some point, when they don't want to pay you anymore or when you walk away, that's that's when you're done. And he was like, okay, um... And I was like, consider Tom Brady. He's been playing professionally for, I think, 22 years. Uh, he makes $30 million a year at this point, I think. And, and you know, he's he, people keep paying him that. And he was like, $30 million? And I was like, yeah. he's You know, professional athletes get paid a lot of money. And he goes, I'd do it for 20 bucks a game. <laughs> I laughed immediately. I, was, I, I don't often laugh out loud at things my kids say. Cause I don't think it was that. But then it was like, again, perspective is key. It's like, yeah, you know what? I love that. And that's the mentality you should have. Playing the sport is fun. I like playing it. Uh, Sure, I'll play. Throw me a couple bucks, and we'll we'll get out there. And we'll, we'll lace them up. So, um. I yeah, that's, that. that's always kind of one of those things with the, you know, the, the NIL stuff. I was having a discussion with our mutual friend, Rob Akins, who you probably saw tonight. I did. He was he got his wrestling shoes on and everything. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did he have Kales on? He did have Kales on, yes. I think they were version uh, four. Yeah, because I think we bought them together. We found them on sale together. That makes sense, yes. Yeah, like 12 years ago or 15 years ago or something like yep, that. But, yep. um, um, yeah, he, uh, good guy. And we were, I don't know, somehow we were talking about football and uh, NILs and wrestling and vaginas and everything else in the world. And, the um, important things. Yeah, you know, we were talking about NILs and, um, how it's like, it's nice that, you know, kids can run camps and do stuff and, Everything like that. I don't, I don't think we really want to see, like, you know, just stupid amounts of money for high school recruits where, like, the top five programs just get all the big recruits because they have all the crazy donors or whatever like that. We'd still like to see that get spread out. You know, we kind of went down that conversation and everything. Um, but it's nice to, like, say, like, oh, man, you went and won an Olympic gold medal, but you can't take any sponsorships because you're not a professional athlete or whatever. Like, you know, that's that's dumb. Yeah. Um, And we can all agree on that. And, you know, so we're going down this uh, you know, conversation and it always kind of reminded me of, like, how, you know, yeah, 
I mean, these universities are bringing in a bunch of money, selling a bunch of jerseys, and these kids aren't doing this and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, but if the 70 guys at Michigan University didn't want to play for Michigan anymore, there'd be 70 guys jumping at that opportunity. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to balance that out, too, where, like, I mean – it's there's still a bunch of Cortlands out there dreaming of running out in front of a stadium of 110,000 people cheering, ready to watch them play football and getting to play football on that stage. So we always have to like remember that too. Perspective is key, you know. Yep. Always remembering that, uh, you know, oh, I have to re-recruit my players. It's like, you know what? You're also the guy who's in the transfer portal recruiting players to replace your players. So, uh. Fuck off, right? <laughs> like, are, don't you make $5 million a year to do this? Isn't that what the money's for? So, yeah. yeah Good times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, yeah. That's what we got. We got lots of wrestling coming up, like we said, this weekend. So make sure you're tuning in and enjoying. Um, other than that, uh, you know, keep life uh, happy and good. We're... Uh, like we said, it's Baby Watch 2022 uh, for for Mr. Baranowski there. So you know we're gonna we're gonna roll Don't with worry, the punches. I, I will do I will do all the work. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. Tommy will handle all of it. He's gonna uh, deliver the baby himself. They're gonna transmogrify it into his belly, and and he'll do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I will be 0 for three cutting the cord. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> Don't 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 cut uh, the don't, cord, fellas. Don't cut the cord. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's a bullshit. They didn't even allow us in the room 35 years ago, so it's not a tradition. Well, that's what Nate Bargatze's whole thing was. He goes, "Didn't you go to doctor school for this? <laughs> Is it cheaper if if I do it? Like, how, how does this work?" <laughs> so yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in and uh, rock on.